This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So, see mcdonalds.com for full details. Roses are red, the veil play on white. The last seven games have been fucking shite. Welcome to the Ale and Vale podcast. We're reviewing Valentine's Day at Vale Park. Another defeat, seven games without a win. But actually, we'll get into it. That's just a bit of Valentine's fun. And I don't think it's all doom and gloom, but let's see what the guests think. I'm joined by Johnny and Andy. How are you doing, lads? I'm speechless. Go on. You, you you just you manage to get worse each podcast. That was a like, crack. Was it? Andy was watching. Who's on mute? It sounded like it come out of a crack. Eh? Andy was on mute. He was laughing there. Yeah, we. Well, I, I think he's laughing at you, not with you. No, we, like, he, he liked that one. He liked that one. I'll let I'll you answer. Yeah, I'll I mean, you telegraphed what you were going to say as soon as. White was was mentioned, you know, <laughs> what rhymes with white? It, it's a bit like um, a bit like an old two Ronnie song or something, isn't it? It could have been. We went down to Vale on Valentine's night. Yeah, but it wasn't going to be that, was it? No, no, it wasn't. Never mind. I've got uh, one for you, Johnny, for when we're recording the pod. I've got one, man. Roses are red, kisses are sloppy. When I'm with you, I'm never floppy. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> um, Steph liked that one. Mm, I don't know about like that one. She did. I heard her laughing. That's yeah. enough for the dad jokes for tonight's pod. I was going to say, she, she also said make it stop after. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's enough. We're here to talk about Barnsley anyway. We'll talk about Vale v Barnsley on Valentine's night. It's Wednesday, it's the 15th of Feb, so last night we played Barnsley at Vale Park in true Valentine's fashion inside the first 27 seconds. We bent over and took it. Went 1-0 down. I was, I was, I was going to say, let, let's, let's be honest, 27 seconds is good for you. Anything's good for me these days, to be fair. <laughs> We went 1-0 down. Then we equalised and ended up losing the game 3-1. We gave free tickets away and still had really poor attendance giving away free tickets. And that's something we'll talk about on a different pod because tonight's about the game. And we'll talk about attendances and what can be done on when we've got a proper Thursday pod back, which will be two weeks. So Smithy pulled the veil level. When Smithy scored, I was waiting for the ref blow and give a penalty. But it never could. Yeah. And then... Barnsley, Ketchin and Felix added to Cornell's early goal and we lost 3-1. 
Stats of the game. Let's have a quick look at the stats. If my phone's working, but it's froze. We had more possession. I knew that in the first half. Like, a yeah, lot more possession. We had a lot more possession over the game. 62% to Vale. 38 Barnsley. We do have a lot of possession, though, when we're chasing the game and they're just sitting in and they're, they've scored. You know, it's just what happens, isn't it, in football? Well, tell me, Andy, how many shots did the Vale have? Not on target, just shots. Um, guess you mean or yeah, guess yeah. Three, three. Johnny Ireland Seven. Lewis. Seventeen. Johnny's close. It was fourteen. Really, fourteen shots to Barnsley's Seven. How many on target for the Vale, Johnny? From fourteen, Probably how two. many on target? Spot on. Yeah, as I, said, I can remember Smithies and then I think their keeper made an average save, so. Yeah, so, um, corners, 10 for Vale, 3 for Barnsley, I can't believe we had 10 corners. Probably didn't feel like we had 10 because probably 7 of them didn't beat the first man or went straight to the keeper. You can say that about the free kicks as well. Yeah, you can, to be fair. And saves, Stoney's made one, their keeper's made two, he said. Oh, their keeper's made two saves when we had two shots on goal and scored one of them, I don't know. It, are they counting that fumble? No, sorry, sorry, wrong way round. No, it isn't. No, we've had, we've had two shots. Stoney has made one save there, goal has made two saves, he says. Yeah, are they counting that fumble over the bar? Possibly, possibly. Or... As he saved one that was going miles wide, which I think he did, actually. I think nah. in the second half, he pushed one past the post. And I say pushed one past the post. He was about a foot past it himself. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, that's where I would add on that. Johnny, before the game, you messaged me with your usual pre-match. And today, yeah, Aiden Stone... I've, I've already been given grief about it. Aiden Stone, my lord. Well, we'll get into that when we get on players' rating, because... I don't think it was a downgrade, but we'll see what people think. Um, Forrester, Smith, Donnelly is the only three we have at the moment, but two-thirds of it are OK. Appice, Funzo, Conlon and Garrity is our middle three. Front two is what it is. Appice, Taylor and Addison back in the squad. Yeah. Not a lot really can add to that at this stage, is it? No, I don't think, I don't think I'd change any, any of that apart from probably the Funzo, Funzo Garrity, Ojo middle. It, fun- Funzo Garrity. Is he playing I wish, twice? I wish, well, I don't know. On the whole, I do. On 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 yesterday's first half performance, I don't know if I do want two Funzos. Funnily enough, you weren't on the call before when me and Andy were talking. Now I said to Andy before you come on, I think that first 45 minutes is the worst 45 I've seen of Funzo, but he made up for it in the second half. And you weren't on the call yeah. at that stage. So yeah. we'll get into it when we get to it. Yeah. So, yeah, overall thoughts on the night, Andy, because we haven't heard your voice yet, and we're dying to hear them dulcet tones on the day after Valentine's night. I don't want to say no. Um, <laughs> I'm blushing. Um, <laughs> no, um, I think Barnsley, they're, they're a decent side, aren't they? I mean, I think Tom was right when he said in the group chat, they're not quite Plymouth, Sheffield Wednesday, that pack. But they're they're a solid playoff side, decent run of form I think since November, won nine out of the last thirteen. You know they're they're 
decent. Vale are in a rut on and off the pitch. They're in some sort of funk at the moment. But it's also important just to separate last night out from where we've been going the last um, seven games, six weeks or so. I think there's been a lot happening that was wrong. Last night was subpar, but it wasn't really awful. I, I just thought we were second best. I think that's fair. Johnny? Yeah, I think last night annoyed me more than the others, I think. And I think last night was the first time I've walked away thinking, like, we're just, we're below, we're below par in too many positions and it's, it's nothing to do with the front two. And I don't, I don't actually think adding strikers to this last six weeks would have changed more than two games and that's that that it's not worrying because I think did Tom put in the group earlier today that are we just actually a mid-table side because if you look at this run the teams we've lost to you would have had us down to lose to and the only things we haven't done is gone and done better against Accrington and um, Cheltenham in this run. We beat Forest Green, we beat Morecambe. Um and yeah, we've we've lost to Chef Wednesday, we've lost to Derby, Ports uh, fucking Peterborough, um Barnsley last night. So on on paper you you'd have us down to lose them games. So are we just actually a mid table side doing what a mid table side does? Yeah, and the fixtures can be unkind to you at times and throw up a run of games like that. Yeah, it, it, unfortunately, at the start of the season, you look at it and, and you, we probably we probably looked and thought this is going to be a fucking horrible time of year. Mm. And you probably looked at a couple of games like maybe even Shrewsbury at the start of the season and thought they save your games, but Shrewsbury are in a fantastic run of form, so that doesn't count. Like Aki being in an absolute horrendous run of form, but having so many players out and couple of people making the debuts that can go one or two ways can't it and unfortunately for us a couple of them picked up so I do think the strike has only helped would only have helped in a couple of them games but the, hopefully they're back now um, and yeah let's, let's see where we go from go from here I think excuse is kind of a wearing thin I'm with you. Could I just say, um, we sort of, well, I remember the similar thing being discussed around September, October, when the fixture list was not quite the same, but similar, but in reverse. So, um, you know, we had Barnsley, Shrews, who weren't doing quite as good as they were now. Peterborough, uh, Derby and, uh, sorry, Peterborough Wednesday and Derby all fell three consecutive games around September, October. So, yeah. you know, we, we did well to get the points we got from those games. I know we, Peterborough and Wednesday, we lost two and on the bounce, but then we, we followed up with, um, two wins and a draw out of the next three. So, I mean, yeah, you, you can't really, argue, you can't moan about the way that the fixtures come out the hat or, or the computer, but I do think that Peterborough was, one of those games where we get the first goal is a different story. Derby, if we'd had a bit more of an outlet, could we have just 
soaked up a bit more pressure, held the ball up, just kept it for another five, ten minutes at 1-0. I don't know. I mean, it's all ifs and buts, isn't it? But I do think yeah, we we could have easily got at least four points and maybe more with with a centre-forward. But the other issue is we've got in, in other positions, we've got players who are bang out of form. And we've, I mean, in the back three, whatever you think of Connor Hall, we've, we've weakened the side, haven't we? We're, we're weaker now than we were at the start of the window. Yeah, I, I think we are, yeah. Yeah, the back, eventually. My, my, issue, my issue with saying weaker is Connor Hall wasn't exactly setting the world on fire, was he? No, he isn't, but we've traded him in for a for a kid who looks like I'm trying to be nice to him he's he's a little bit man against boys at the moment for him yeah. and and we've we've consciously made that decision yeah yeah I'm with you Andy I do think he's weak and that's nothing like you say against John Leeds a young lad that's just come into men's football and it will take time to adapt we know it takes time to adapt that's why we've sent Tommy McDermott and plenty out on loan to adapt in a lower level to get used to it rather than chucking them in our first team. And that's why Forrest have sent him out to get used to it rather than chucking them in their first team. And he will adapt and he'll probably get better as every game goes on. And I'm sure by the end of the season, looking at, at him to me, he's got the attributes to be a good defender. But he, he's on a steep learning curve and unfortunately when you're coming to a side that's losing, the learning curve's steeper than when you're coming to a side that's winning. And at the moment, the runner form, and let's not make people think that we're hiding behind the fact that OK, we haven't won in seven, but look at who we've played. We haven't been good enough in that seven as an overall. There's some games like Derby, bar that last 20 minutes, we deserved at least a point from that game. And for me, we were the better side for 70 minutes against Derby. And then they just took over last 20 and were steamrolled. So it's not that we're saying for 90 minutes for seven games we've been shite. There's been spells where we've been good. Shrewsbury, for me, we were the better side for 65 minutes. It's just that 25 that we were poor we were probably the poorest I've seen as under Clark and conceded three goals and you're never getting back from that. So it's not all doom and gloom and it's not all happy clapping. Actually, it's OK because we've played good clubs. There's been some real shite performances in there. Accrington being one of them for me. I know Accrington were worse than us, but we were dreadful. And if we'd have played against Accrington like we played last night, we'd have beat them three or four. I actually think last night, again, in spells, we played some decent stuff and it's off time. I remember saying to people, We've been the better side that off. We just can't defend. And then and second off, that's so yeah. But we're doing a lot of things that if you play, if you do that on a Sunday morning, you won't win games. Yeah. <laughs> Not tracking your men. Yeah. Yeah. Because you we'll probably it. know, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm shit at that. I, I switch off on corners all the time. So let's get into it. Let's start with ref watch and then do it last game. Thought the ref was poor. I'm not going to go into him two-footed like I did that dickhead speedy, but he was poor. Um, for me, there was some stuff that he did that was poor, such as not clamping down on time-wasting, not clamping down on kicking the ball away. And I'm not blaming Barnsley for that, you know. I'm blaming the ref, because if the ref lets you do it, you're going to carry on doing it. James Norwood, we all know what he's like, and let's be honest, he's a centre-forward Nathan Smith. He'll do all the stuff to the defenders that Smithy does to the strikers. And he did it well. Huh? And the ref didn't clamp down on him like he didn't clamp down on Smithy. But for me, this is where the laws of the game need to come into strengthen. 
for referees because if last night that ref had decided as soon as a Barnsley man touched the ball away, he booked him, then we know that next week's ref wouldn't. That's not forgiving him because the laws of the game say it's a yellow card offence to deliberately delay the restart of play. Is how it's worded. Now, for me, they need to elaborate on that and say this includes standing on a free kick. Whether that free kick is attempted to be taken or not, if the ref blows and gives a free kick and you stand on it to stop it, they ought to just pull a yellow card out straight away. No, actually, I don't like that. I do. No, I I think if you... If you stop that, then that means that the team that can take the quick free kick, when you... It means, means what? The team that can take the quick free kick, what? Yeah, they, they, they get the advantage from it, which is which is fine, but yeah. it just, if you're going to stop, if you're going to stop that form of gamesmanship, then you've got to blow, you've got to give a foul every time a shirt's touched. And I think... You, you, you're going to micromanage the laws of the game there. Kicking the ball away is kicking the ball away. There's, there should be no questions about that. Standing on a free kick, I think that's something which is, isn't isn't delaying the restart in terms of you're not doing it to time waste. They are. They're doing it to time waste so that you can then set up and get in shape. And I totally get from a professional footballer's point of view why you do it. You yeah, do it so it gives you side time to get in. Yeah, that's not time wasting, though, is it? No, but it's delaying the restart of play because you're stopping the opposition taking the free kick. Yeah, I think I think this is what this this is why there's a, this is why the grey area exists because I think if you book someone for that, it'd be pathetic. I, I don't because I, I think what you'd find is after two or three games, people would stop doing it, and actually, we pay to go and watch football. And you'd see more football because you wouldn't have that. And I'm going further on from that. I'm going, if your team concedes a free kick and you pick that ball up and walk away with it, bang, it's a yellow card. There's no reason for you to touch that ball. It's not your free kick. Don't, and even nudging it away with your foot, nudging it five yards with your foot, bang, it's a yellow card offence. And this isn't me if Barnsley fans are listening, because they might. This isn't me having to go at Barnsley because every club does it. And I'd expect us to do it if we were 1-0 up, although we're probably too nice to do it. Every club does. So this isn't a dig at Barnsley, oh, you were shit houses, you did this. This is a dig at modern football. Because I don't pay to go and watch see that. And it will turn people off football. The more you get off it, the more it'll turn people off football. Because it's not entertaining watch. I, I agree with the kicking the ball away. And I agree with, the like you said, the the picking it up and walking away with it. I agree with that side of it. What I, don't, what I can't agree with is the standing on a free kick. Like, that sort of thing for me is just... It's, it, there's, there's a reasoning behind it. So, I think if you're going to do that, I think you abolish the quick free kick. Mm. Then every, every free kick has to go on the referee's whistle if, you, if you're doing that. Because yeah, I get a foul. Like, if you're pulling someone, if you're pulling someone back... When they're on the break, they get back up. They want to play a quick free kick. I get how that then, if you if you can't stand on it, is going to give the attacking team the advantage. But what what I think what I think would be a real shitter is if it was just a normal foul. The lad gets up while while the other lads just been spoken to by the referee and takes it. And there's one player out of position. And I, I don't I don't think that's that's the sort of advantage that we're talking about. Because if the referee he, is talking to a player, 
yeah. he lets that player get back in position before he allows the free kick to be taken. So if he's talking to a player to say, come here, I want a word, the ref will not allow play to restart or should not allow play restart till that player has got into position. But, but I think that, that'll, that that's where it gets murky, doesn't it, and, and stuff like that. Well, no, so. I'm talking about the literal... Team A are breaking, because I don't want to make this fail, Barnsley, because people think I'm making it. Team A are breaking, Team B commits a foul that the ref just blows and gives the free kick, nothing else. He doesn't call the player over. Team A then wants to take the quick free kick, but the attacker of Team B is literally stood on the ball. Now, what you see nowadays is that what should happen, or what tends to happen, is if Team A then kick the ball straight at player Team B, Three times out of ten, the ref will boot the striker. Seven times out of ten, he'll say to the others, well, you kicked it straight at him. But he has to like the restore to play. Yeah, but I, I, think, I, think, I think that in that aspect then, it should, it should be more to do with the fact that he's not the ten yards away. Yeah. To, to, rather than delaying the restart. So. And where he, there he says, if player of team B is actually walking away and team a hits it straight at him and he's six yards away. That's not a yellow card offence. Because he is retreating, they've just decided to take it while he's retreating. It's when he's literally stood still, stood on the ball. OK, so so devil's advocate here. Yeah. What if he's walking away as slow as humanly possible? Then it's ref discretion for me to book in because he's taking well, then, so, so, so you've just created that grey area that you're trying to get rid of? There's always, yeah, I know what you're saying, but for me, no, I, you think, I know what you're saying, and I know you're playing devil's advocate, but if you're delaying the restart of play in any way, shape or form, it's a yellow card offence. I get that. That's what the law says now. That's what the law says now. But, but I don't know if it doesn't get yeah. enforced. I don't know if you've seen any in Man City today. No. So Edison's been booked after 37 minutes, I think, for delaying the restart by dicking around on a goal kick. 37 minutes in, Premier League ref's gone bang. I'm not. I'm not having this. Easy yellow. Good. But so you, you're saying good. Edison should not be on the pitch any longer because right. he's given away yeah. a penalty, right. right? Which the lad knocked it past him. Isn't in full control of it, so isn't a red card. Yeah. But I would say nine times out of ten, the ref brandishes a yellow card for for that sort of foul for a penalty. Yeah. What hasn't was Edison's on a yellow. Right, I can't comment on the actual incident because I haven't seen it. Yeah. But, yeah, if it's a yellow card offence and it's his second yellow, so be it. should be a second but, yellow. And that, that, that's, where I, that's, that's where I think that employing the time-wasting thing, I, and I fully agree with something needs to be done with it, that the referees need a lot more help with it. Yeah. And that needs to be, maybe an FA spokesman comes out after every game for the first month of changing the laws when there's been eight yellow cards and seven of them have been for time wasting for example and come out and go no the referee has done done it by the law i'm not asking for the referee do it because i don't think that's fair yeah an fa spokesman come out and go the referee's got every one of them spot on we're re-implementing the six second rule for example so there's no referee's discretion because that's pathetic yeah and you, you you put it in writing that there's specific things of right that is it and we're going to back them because I don't think they get backed or as uh, anywhere near enough. I get managers are always going to slag them off, fans are always going to slag a referee off, but I don't think referees get backed. Yeah, so, I agree with that. I do agree with and, you on that. And it starts it starts from it starts from the top and it's all the way down to Sunday league level. Yeah, what, 
one of the things that I don't think is is trained into referees, and it's it, it, it's hard to, but is personality. Yeah, they're not allowed to have a personality because the moment that they bite back and have a bit of banter, it, it sets things off. It goes, you can't do that. You're a referee. You shouldn't be talking to me like that. Yeah. And it's it, it, it's that sort of thing. If a ref's allowed to have a bit of personality, and I think. Not because you're on here, not blowing smoke, but what you do it, and you're, you're like you talk. You, I'll talk to you how you talk to me. Yeah. So if you if you call me a dickhead, I'll call you a dickhead. I'm not going to go round and sugarcoat it. You, it. It's it's what happens. But ultimately, you're in charge. So you call me a dickhead one too many times, you're going in the book. Yeah. And if it's any worse, you're going off. Yeah. And you know where you stand because that's that's what you've set out, and that. But like you've obviously said we could have you one week and that happens you can have someone the next week you go are you for real and you get red carded for questioning and stuff like that and i think that it's so it, it it's it's so ropey the refereeing side of it is that they're not supported they're not given the tools to do the job almost i'm not asking for var that's not what i'm saying but i think mike every ref up Every ref this is, not just Premier League, every ref. And it doesn't have to be released, but Mike, every ref up. And at the end of the game, if a referee wants to put in a report or has sent someone off for saying something they're not supposed to, it's it's there. Do you know what I mean? It's not my word against yours. It doesn't got to be, oh, we've had to wait for it to be on camera. It's just yeah. done. Because it's just stuff, stuff's daft. And the application of war's daft. I don't know if you saw... Lamina's second yellow at the weekend for Wolves. Yes, I did. He was yellow cardy because he was the third person to go go to the referee. Since when's that been a thing? It hasn't. Well, th- this is a thing. So, he, but they can't appeal that because it's a second yellow. And then today, when the penalty was given against City, there was eight players around. So it, it, it's so inconsistent, and that's the frustrating thing. Yeah. So I think yeah. I think what needs to happen is there needs to be. Howard Webb, I know he's he's doing the, the refereeing side of it now. He needs to sit down probably with maybe the PFA or something like that to, to get a professional footballer's opinion on things and just go, right, this 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 is what we see from a referee's perspective. What do you see from a footballer's perspective? And I think Joey Barton said the other, the other day on Twitter about Jack Grealish that it wasn't a penalty for him, the one that City won the other day. And he said, from a football's perspective, he could see why it's not a penalty, whereas a referee, by the letter of the law, has given it because technically there's been contact, even though it was initiated by Jack. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. And we know the laws will be changed again at the end of the year because they are every year now. Others, I'll finish on the ref very quickly because we've been going off and I'm now going on to the players and he's ready for bed, I can see. Um, <laughs> we'll be... Um, I don't think the free kick leading to their second goal was a free kick for me. I think it's very minimal contact, if any. He was giving them two Barnsley all night and not us. However, we've then got to defend the free kick and we'll get onto that on player ratings. The defending of it was atrocious. Once he's given it, you've got to defend it, but it wasn't a free kick. Um, and the worst piece of refereeing all night, and this was the ref, this isn't the laws of the game, this was the ref, is he knows Barnsley are about to make two substitutions and he runs to the penalty area and stands there with the ball knowing that the two Barnsley lads now Again, trot off the pitch as slow as possible. He should be on the halfway line, managing them substitutions 
from an on-field perspective, because your fourth official manages the fourth, the manages the substitutions as in one-off, one-off at a time. So your fourth official is the one that's in charge of the player doesn't enter the field of play until the other one's left the field of play. And I did see the fourth official screaming at the Barnes. I think it was Norwood, the second sub. It was screaming at him, get off. And I saw that. But that is really, really poor refereeing. When you know there's going to be two substitutions, you know they're stood on the halfway line and you go stand it in one of the penalty areas and just let them get on with it. He should have been on the halfway line speaking to him. And if they started taking the mick like they did, your first port to call us, come on, lads, jog off. If they don't, then bang each yellow card. But he wasn't there to do that. And that was the worst piece of refereeing all night. And again, Fair. I'm not blaming Barnsley for that. That was poor refereeing. Yeah, I, I think that's only something a referee had noticed, if I'm honest with you. Possibly, possibly. But I noticed it straight away because I thought, why the hell is he down there when what's happening is on the halfway line? And there's obviously their goalie at one point. I counted how long it took him to kick the ball upfield out of his hands, and it was over 20 seconds. Yeah, and, that was more than once as well. And it was more than once. And as a referee, the kind of... Because there is no six-sack, and the kind of thought process is, if you're down near the penalty area, by the time you've got up to the halfway line, turn to look at the goal, he should be pretty much in a position to release that ball at that stage. And if he isn't, you scream at him, lose it, is generally what a ref will shout. Lose it or come on, but generally it's lose it. You give him another two, three seconds. If he doesn't look like he's even attempting to, you blow and you give an indirect free kick. But you don't see him giving anymore because, again, one, refs don't do it consistently enough. So the one that does do it, who's actually correct and more, will get lambasted because it's like, oh, he's a job's worth. But he isn't actually just implementing the rules of the game correct. It's the other refs that aren't doing it properly. But again, it comes from the backing. That's enough on ref watch because we've done quite a bit there. And hopefully it's given you a few insights to referee. And we're all wankers. Did, did you notice he gave... Us, he pulled the game back for a free kick after he tried to play the advantage. Yeah, the politic one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's possible. Okay. Yeah, that is okay. Yeah, all this you can only play advantage if for two, three seconds isn't correct. It's basically if you feel as though there hasn't been an advantage, you can pull it back. Yes, we're not talking ten minutes. You're probably talking six to ten seconds. But there's no second limit. It's basically if you feel they've had the advantage, then don't pull it back. If you feel as though no advantage was gained, pull it back. So, for instance, and Johnny, you'll hear me shout this many times when I'm refing. I've played advantage. One of your players has got the ball, and it probably is your player from this description, Johnny. They're under no pressure at all. And they pass the ball to the opponent or pass it out to play. And they say, where's the advantage referee? And I'll say, well, you've had the advantage. not my fault. You can't string a pass together. Yeah, no, that, that, that's fair. I think, I think if, similar in Dennis's case, he, he got fouled. And I'm going to say he fell, he, he, he fell over. But, like, and that's why, that's why the advantage was brought back, wasn't it? But, yeah, and we hadn't got a clear advantage if and again you'll have seen me do this Johnny if your lad's got the ball tries to play a pass and he's under pressure and he hasn't really got us under control and it goes out to play or something I'll pull it back then and say actually there's no advantage he hasn't had a clear opportunity to make a pass but when he's under no pressure or that that's when actually you've had the advantage it's not the ref's fault you can't play football yeah and you've probably heard me say that explanation not you can't play football it's not my fault you can't make a pass is what I generally say when I'm refing. <laughs> yeah right let's get into it then Player ratings. We start with you, Johnny. In goal, backed by popular demand, was Aidan Stone, my lord. Yeah, all right. 
I, I don't. I, I, the, the first one should he be should he be coming to collect it in in the first instance? I'm I'm saying yes. I'm, I, maybe not. Maybe not collect it, but get something on it. The second one, there's not a chance he can come in. I've seen people saying he should be coming and getting it. You, you've never played in goal if you're asking him if you're if you're asking him do that because the the first at the point where that the big lad is in the middle at the point of that it goes over his head. If Stone comes and tries to get that, and I've seen people saying, "Oh, just come and and take the take the whack and at the deck." We lambast Stone if he comes out, come, come get that, and doesn't get it. Do you know what I mean? If he comes flying out, thinks, I've got this, he goes over his head and their lad's got to tap in. No one cares that Malbenning can't defend. Stoney gets both barrels from everyone for it. So I think he's done the right thing there. And the third one, it's just, it's unlucky, isn't it? I reckon he saves our smudges head isn't in the way. So I'd say five because I do think he should have, at least made the effort to come for the first, the cross on the first one. That the goal isn't really his fault that no one decided to mark on the edge of the area, or after he had a touch, or after he lit his cigar and got in his sun lounger before he took the shot. But I, d- I do think that if he comes and makes the punch, it probably goes further than the lad on the edge of the area. So yeah, yeah five for Stoney. Um, Andy. I've just had a look at the video. I don't think he's coming for that because he's um, Cole's played it inside the fullback to someone who's right on the edge of the 18-yard line. It pops up and he volleys across over. He's headed out six-yard line-ish, so I, I don't think he can come and get it. But I mean, yeah, I'm, a... I'm, just judging, I'm just judging off what I saw last night. I haven't seen that one back. I just, I just thought it, it flashed. He flashed through the six yard box, but if it's if it's gone on the six yard line, then I'm probably being a bit critical. Yeah, he's sort of heading it off the six yard line. Is it Forrester? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Ed, anyway, it's it's not it's not a great start when you recalled and you're picking the ball out the net before you've even begun. Um, I, I I don't know. It's just um, it was no worse than Stevens, was it? Let's put it that way. Um, Kicking was no worse. Kicking was all right, actually. I, I, I thought kicking was better. Yeah, I like the one he did with um, Worrell um, when Worrell came a bit short and wide second half. I thought that was a nice. Oh, the, is, is that the one that Worrell just passed out of play about ten seconds later? He might have done, yeah. Uh, that, 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 that was his. That was. It's something we've been screaming for for ages. Everyone goes left and someone come out right, and then I'm pretty certain was touched it and put it out of play, and I was like, oh, that's maybe why we don't do it. Yeah, I thought he wasn't at fault for any of the goals, and that he he made a, a very good save from that really hard drive. But um, you know, he did well to save and then keep hold of because I thought he was just going to spill out to one of the runners. But uh, now Stone's just just had a he's had a tough night and felt a bit sorry for him. Um, but yeah, not not couldn't really attach any blame or anything like that to him, could you? No, I'm with you both. I. Definitely no worse than Stevens. For me, it was slightly better because he did make that one good save, as you both mentioned, that he got down to. His kicking was strong, actually, I thought. Well over the halfway line, both halves, where the Stevens struggles get there. One bad kick where it was played back to him on his weaker foot and he put it out to play. And I think there was one 
a dead ball where he put out to play. But apart from that, his kicking was good. We're still crying out for a proper number one, though, aren't we? That's something we need to address in the summer for me. But that's one for the summer. Andy, you next on the right of the back three. And I'm going to give him my man of the match, Will Forrester. Do you know what? I haven't even thought who gets the man of the match. It's a bit of a tough one, isn't it? Uh, no one's shot on. Um, but he didn't do a lot wrong, Will. He, um, it's a tough game for anyone to come into. Uh, come back into the side, same as Stoney, really. Um, he didn't do a lot wrong, I said that. Um, just going through my notes again, I'm just repeating myself. Uh, the, on- the only thing is, there's a couple of times, um, second half, I noticed it, it looked a bit vulnerable when, um, I think they were just trying to play it over his head and trying to just sort of, um, play a ball over the top, and, and there were a couple of times he sort of lost it in the lights or something. Um, one time when someone was running back from offside, he'd sort of, got stuck and and somebody nipped in from deep and ended up nicking the ball off him. So, apart from that, um, I'm, I'm happy he's in the side. Um, if Cass gets fit, I'd like to see him maybe move over to the left of the three. What you should have said, Andy, is I don't think he did a lot wrong there. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'm trying to flesh it out. I mean, I can't just say that. and, and, and <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make myself look, look a bit more like I've got a bit more prepared than I actually have. <laughs> Johnny, Will I think his header for the first needs were stronger I think heading it centrally like that is a bit frustrating but yeah I think after that he, he, he was he was good, he grew into it I think it's helped that the other side is so chaotic that makes his side look a bit a bit better but yeah, decent performance. Nothing, nothing really shout about. So yeah, six, six for Forrester. I'm giving him man of the match because I haven't seen anything back yet. So the first one, the Eddie, could he have done more? I don't know. For me, he's just got up, headed it away, landed to their man. As you say, we've stood off and let him shoot. So at this stage, I'm not apportioning any blame to him for that goal. But I might change my mind when I watch it back. I think he's done what he can. I don't think he's definitely not one of the ones at fault for the second. I don't think he's at fault for the third. So I don't think you can blame him for any of the goals. He looked comfortable on the ball. He looked comfortable carrying the ball out. And if you watch him, he's always wanting the ball. He's not hiding away. And even when the ball's over the other side, he's asking for it to be switched. He's creating space. And his first thought when he gets the ball is turn towards the bow onto the goal and can I go that way? If he can't, then he'll come back, which is fine. But coming back isn't his default. His default is can I go forward? And I really like that about him. And Lewis Cass must be dead because we haven't heard anything about him. So, God bless you, Lewis Cass, because he's had the two best games in a Vale shirt and then we've heard nothing. Obviously, we all assume he's injured, otherwise he'd have been on the bench. But we actually have heard nothing. We don't know what the injury is. We don't know if it's one week, one month or one year. So, best wishes to Lewis Cass. Hope you recover quickly. Because I thought Cass was having his best spell at Vale for them two games before he got injured. All 180 minutes of him. Um, but Wales come in and I was saying before Cass vanished that one of them needed a run of games now it's up to Wales go and have that run of games and make the shirt his own and I thought it was a decent start for him last night so long may that continue Johnny Smudgy probably lift and shift Forrester maybe I can't he was like, like I say he was, Smudge wasn't a blame for the first he wasn't wasn't for the second and then 
Yeah, he's come off his head for the third, but he's tried. He's tried block. He's anti. He's unfortunate. Um, so yeah, it's just, I suppose the big the big thing is that you you look at conceding from another set piece, and you, you probably want you're asking for your leaders to do a bit better better at it, and he is one of them. So it's just it's frustrating at the minute. The defence is. It's hard, and I do think that two thirds of it are doing three thirds of the job. So, so yeah, six for Smudger. I know he got. I think he got sponsors man of the match as well. So, I didn't tell uh, you sponsors man of the match. Now did stay till the end, but I didn't hear it. So, you could be right. Yeah, but it's not. It's not mine. No. But yeah, that's a FIFA man of the match, and he's got his goal. So we'll give you man of the match. Yeah. It's also it's also quite a quite an easy one to give into when it's Smithy. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And for those that missed the joke at the start when I said I thought the ref was going to give a penalty, it's not because there was a foul. It's just because Smith had scored. I.e., going back to the Accrington game, just in case I had to explain that one for you. Andy yeah. Smithy. Yeah. Um... You can copy and paste pretty much what anyone said about Nathan Smith from a number of games this season. Um, usual stuff from him is he's consistent. Just didn't have didn't have a great deal of luck with the deflection. Um, does it not help him that he doesn't really have a, a steady partnership? Do you think? Yeah, I really, I really think it does. I, I, I said this, I said this on the re- review of Shrewsbury about Massey. And the fact that you're asking him play in four different positions, I think Smithy's issue is one one week he's central and Jones and Cass are next to him. Next week he's right and Jones and Donnelly are there. The next week he's in the centre and Donnelly and Forrester are there. And it's just not you're not you're not going to build any relationships, or you're not going to read like Smithy's not going to know. Okay, Forrester's weaknesses are this in game and. And whatnot, and Jones's Jones's weaknesses are this, and all oh, the bit of pace from the back four comes from this man. So I do really think that that's that is a big issue with our our team, not just defence. I I think our team. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I think the other obvious issue with our team at the moment is lack of six foot players. And I'm not asking for you know a six foot player that can't play football. We need a couple of big lads that know what they're doing. I think that'd help us. Every team's going to be asking that same question though as well, aren't they? So I think I think the difference is that I haven't got the stats. Now you know again, if someone can get them, look at maybe Saturday. Go through every team starting eleven and the heights. Now I haven't picked Saturday because Proctor wasn't playing. I was just thinking of when everyone would have played. I reckon ours has got to be, if not the shortest. It's up there, isn't it? Or down there, if you like. Hmm. Possibly. It's got to be. Every other team have got the one or two six-footers in there. I haven't seen a side come down Vale this year where I've looked at them and thought they're a really small side. But I look at ours and I do think we're a really small side, especially losing Connor Hall. And this isn't me, you know, with Connor Hall loving it. Well, it might be. He was a very good-looking bloke. But losing Connor Hall, you lose height. Brad Walker, OK, didn't play much and probably wouldn't be playing now because he didn't make the bench for Tramme last night. So I'm guessing he's either injured or... You just don't fancy him. 
but you're lacking height there. Proctor being back is right. Alice Addison, I know he's not a six foot plusser, but he wins everything in the air, doesn't he? So losing him, you've lost the defensive side of the set pieces as well as the offensive side. But hopefully that will be rectified now we got some minutes last night. So him coming back, Proctor obviously gives you a bit more physical presence. Who knows? Who knows? Um, you've well, both to, done so much. Come on. Yeah, to, answer, to, to go, go with what you're talking about. Yeah. In top 50 height-wise, mm-hmm. we haven't got a player. Right. Let me just go. Let's go to 50 to 51 for you. We haven't got a player. Uh, 51 to 100. Oh, Derek is our tallest player. And he doesn't play. Yeah. So let's, let's go and to 101. Me, and this isn't for anyone missing two. And this isn't me saying Derek's got to play. He's the tallest player. We haven't seen enough of Derek for me to know whether he's good enough to play or not. But so then Clark, Jamie, obviously Jamie, has. Pro- yeah. Jamie Proctor falls into the next category along with Jake, Jack Stevens. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you something that I've noticed. Burton, Cambridge and Accrington are a team of giants based oh. on this. So it doesn't it doesn't always pay off the way that you're talking. No, it doesn't. But I, I get what you're saying. I think we do we do, we, we need we need we need a commanding centre half that can play a bit of football. Yeah. But so does everyone. Yeah. And I, <laughs> The, there's one that I that I would have would have liked to see us take 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 a punt on in the summer, um, and I know he's gone Salford in Richard Naughty. Um, don't know how much he's actually playing, but he's the sort of centre half that I'd be looking for. Yeah, yeah. and is it co- any coincidence that first half of the season, although as a Vale fan, you'd always feel nervous when we concede a set piece, don't you? But first half of the season, we didn't actually concede that many, but since. Connor all has gone since Alice Addison's been injured. And we all know that Alice Addison seemed to get his head to everything in his own box as well as theirs. That's when we started conceding set pieces. Yeah, I think I think it's, it's something to do with Alice Addison, not Connor all for me. But I, yeah. I get what you say. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Andy, Donnelly. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that's enough. Let's move He's, on. He's finding it a bit tough at the moment, isn't it? I don't want to land the lad out to dry, but um, it's. All I can say really is he's, he's he's having a bit of a tough time of things. I'm pretty sure that after Saturday, if Clark could have left him out of the firing line again, he he probably would have. But um, yeah, James breaking his foot doesn't seem to have helped. Yeah, I mean, well, is that what it is? Is that what you've heard? Well, no, Clark, Clark said it wasn't a fracture, but right, then they're having an MRI scan, aren't they? Which is never a good sign, is it? Let's be honest. No, no. To be fair, I do know Jones is on crutches at the moment. Yeah, well, he was in a boot yesterday. Uh, yeah. Has you, you bothered it from Alice? If if we try and save on it, costs Alice could have given him his boot, save buying another. I suppose it depends on it depends if the size is right, doesn't it? I want him squeezing in a size 7 if he's a 9. True. But if Alice is a 9 and he's a 7, perhaps you can just put some paper at the end of it. Yeah, like, like your mum used to do at school, excuse me, if you had an older brother or sister. Yeah. One thing I will say is I don't think he hid in his defence. I don't think he was hiding. I think he's, he's 
plugged away, but it just isn't working for him at the moment. Yeah, that, that's fair. And he'd find it hard to hide in them orange boots, wouldn't he, Johnny? He would indeed. Your thoughts are Donnelly then? Um, I don't know if it's tactical, but I wish he'd stop fucking clipping it down the line to Gavin Massey's head. Because it's frustrating as hell. Like, especially when Proctor's on the pitch. Either say to Proctor, just stay on that left-hand side so he's got some clippy tats, or just ask him to play a proper pass. Because doing the heading, like, every pass of his is a clip down the line, and it's like, we've got Gav Massey there. He, he's not the best player anyway, but we're not giving him a chance either. So that was frustrating. I think he's, I think he's weak. I think the night, like, you look at Bolton and... They've just signed a 19-year-old from Man City who is, he looks like a man. Like, he, he's built, he's, he's a big lad and he's, he's already scored, he's scored, he's scored a goal, I think, mm. for him yesterday as well. And we've signed a 19-year-old that I'm convinced we signed him more as wing-back cover than we did centre-half cover. And I just, I feel that's where we were planning on boarding him rather than throwing him in at centre-half, but needs must. And yeah, I'd, it just wasn't. <laughs> if, you, if there's potential there, I'd, I'd drop him for, for the weekends, just, just for him as, as much as anything. But it, yeah, it wasn't a pretty performance and it was, it was only a five, so it wasn't disastrous either. But he's saved by the fact that he's not helped at all by his mate to the left of him. Yeah, we'll get to him soon. But first, Johnny, Mr. Waddle on the right. My man of the match, Dave. Like, it's just... It's just Dave Waddle, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's frustrating when you look at the fact that you just... I don't expect us to sign anybody of his quality in terms of have 10 Dave Worrells, but if we could get 10, 10 of his attitude, it'd be fucking lovely, because he doesn't give up. So, yeah, Dave, it's a seven, good performance, up and down. He was helping out Forrester. He, he's got a bit of something onto his delivery. He's putting the balls in the box. Couple couple of shit corners that he played in, which I think we've, I've got to give him stick for, because give the other corner taker stick as well but it, it was it was good good from Dave so yeah as you say it's always is and an assess for him Andy Mr Waddle um can't really add much to that I thought he um just kept plugging away down the wing all the game really um first half thought he was better than he was second half maybe that's just because he was playing right in front of where I am uh yeah I he was he, he was always trying to do nice things. Whether or not they came off a lot of the time was was a different matter. But yeah, he was, he was as good as anyone out the, there on the pitch last night. Yeah, and then Andy, you get the pleasure of oh, being no. the first one on the left wing back, the man, the myth, the fraud, Malbenny. So I have to do Donnelly and Ben in. Yeah. That's how it's panned out. Yeah. Um. Make sure he gets formation. Make sure he gets Conlon as well. 
Yeah, I will do probably. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. How can I put this? He was fucking dog shit as the words you're looking for. So I'm trying to be constructive here. I'm, I'm trying to not just. He didn't have a great night at all, did he? Um, well, I, I come out with the ground saying he's a fraud. Right. It, it got worse as the game went on. I thought he was looking a little bit comfortable early in the game. I thought he was looking a bit more like he had a, an idea of a shape and a pattern because he was playing with a front two instead of a front three. I, I thought he was, you know, the little triangles and things. He, he, he had an idea of what a pattern was, but it, it just went downhill, downhill to the point where he got cheered when he got subbed. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to just be gratuitously negative, but he's, his form's on the floor at the moment, isn't it? And I don't know what we can do while we haven't got another left wing back. No. And while I don't agree with cheering a player being subbed, I understood it. Well, we'll get on to Conlon as well, I'm sure, but it just felt like there was a hell of a lot of frustration. I am just stood there thinking, whoa, you know, I, I know he's had a, had a bad game, but these are these are players who've been decent for us and they don't they don't need to be cheered off. Crikey. No. Is that no, I agree with you. No, I agree with you, but I do actually understand it on last night. And I think the attendance is show the frustration with the current run of form that we're in. And it's probably not just the current run of form, it's the performances that, as a whole, have generally gone with it. But, Johnny, your thoughts on Maville, M- Malvindi last night? Well, I'm going to disagree with your fact about the, the, the cheering as they go off. I think he, well, he, he deserves it. You like know, I said, like, I could understand it on last night. If a player scored an hat-trick, you'd, you'd, you'd be expecting him to go standing of, of Alvation, wouldn't you? Do you know what I mean? You'd expect so you've got to take the rough with the smooth. And I think, if anything, the players have been very well protected this the, for the past two years. The fact that they've got the promotion in the bank, they've got a bit of money in the bank, and you know, I think they've been protected from from this. It's taken what eight nine games for people to get very argumentative on on social media. It's still all Dave Flitcroft's fault rather than any of the players or Clarky's fault. So I think all that, getting... On that, if anyone listening to this believes that Dave Fleckcroft is on 300 grand a year for doing two days a week, give you had a little wobble. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, yeah, that's... It's not yeah. 300, no. <laughs> yeah. That is nowhere near. But... Regardless of where he's being paid, Flitcroft's a different story, but regardless yeah. of where he's being paid, his track record at the minute was signing better players than we are shit ones. And I'll argue that till I'm blue in the face. There's the, the, the irritation with, with, with the sum of the signings isn't, is that we aren't, we, we aren't, we haven't signed the number one goalkeeper. We haven't signed a 40 goal season striker. And that'll always be the irritation. I think, the January window, it's easy to blame him because people don't want to blame Carol, and I think she's got to take a portion of the blame in in that because the finances don't change because because Flitcroft says so. 
like he'll have he'll have a portion to say. But yeah, I'm digressing because I don't want to talk about Mal. Yeah, go um, for Mal. Like Andy said, it, it, the first goal was obviously come down his side, so it's never a great start. But you can't really portion too much of the blame towards him for it. So, yeah, it's, it's a bad start. He then has a big part to play in the goal because he actually brings it down on the edge of the area. People shouting, shoot, and he actually plays a nice ball out to Donnelly that clips one into the back stick to Was, and we know Smithy scores from it. So I, like you, Andy, was like, oh, here we go. Is, is, is Mal back? And then that second goal was a disgrace from a defender's point of view. He, he can see the line. He can see the Proctor's deeper than everyone else. So have you got to moan a bit about it, Proctor? Yeah, you have. But you've also got to moan about whoever's taking that lead as organising. Because Proctor's at your front stick, so there's four, five, six players behind that can see that line, and Mal being the furthest one across should be organising it to say, actually, Proctor's dropped, we all need to drop, or screaming at Jamie Proctor saying, get the fuck out. And instead, what happened is, their their lad checked, Mal sprinted into the penalty area, then tried play offside, and their lad just stumbled in and just went, cheers, I'll have a free edit. The people are saying offside. I don't I don't think it is. I think Proctor's playing him on, if you look back um, at the video, take into consideration where the camera is and the angle that the line's running of the box. I think Proctor plays him on. I think Benning is but, as well, isn't he, at the end? I don't think yeah. he gets back out quick enough, does he? Yeah, I think by the time it's taken, Benning, there's an argument for Benning as well. I just... It's just criminal there is, and I, I don't think he recovered from there because then everything he did just seemed a bit, a bit slow and cumbersome, and it safe is probably the word. I think, I think, I think he's just he's at that place now where he's trying, he's trying to do everything safe, and then he's just make, making more, more and more mistakes. But have we got someone taking him out the fire? Can we? Can, is Derek ready to step up and play centre half, for example? Is that something we can do? And put Donnelly at left wing back, maybe. Is Gav Massey the answer at left wing back? No, he's not. So you like, like you, like a lot of people, and you've said, Bez, Sammy's not. Sammy's not the answer either. So what do you do? It's 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 odd on Mal at the minute. But he is playing atrociously, so he's either got to find some form, and I, I don't know how easy that that is to say when you're in in a rut, or he's got to be taken out, and maybe we change formation to to get him out. I don't know, um, but I don't think Clark's going to. No. So yeah, it was, it was a bad night for Mal, real bad night for him. So um, three, but. It's it's constant at the minute. Yeah, it is. I do it have is. one point that I forgot to mention. What was the idea? I mean, regardless of how he's defended the set piece, what was the idea that he's marking their number five anyway? Was that did did he just sort of move on to him there there because he's one of their back three? Kitchen, who scored the second goal, he scored in the away game earlier this season from a header. Yeah. 
So he, he's decent in the air and he gets forward and he pops up and he scores. I wouldn't be having Mal picking up. But then again, we haven't got a lot of players who can win at us, so... No. I was just about to, I was just about to say when when you look at the fact that they've got Kitchen Anderson Thomas up there and then Nord, Nord and yeah. Paul, you you kind of you kind of there's there's five players straight away and you kind of stuck them for options because Forrester Smith, Donnelly, Garrity, Proctor, you'd want on them five maybe. But then there's the other players around, I don't know how big Kane is and Williams and such like, so the other thing is, for that goal, I know we've defended it badly, but it's a great delivery. Their lad's oh, yeah. got a goal and an assist off his left peg, and he looked decent. Yeah, and they had got better players than us and were a better side than us. I still don't think it was a foul, as I said earlier, but you've got to defend it once the ref's given it. You can't just say, well, it's not a foul, we'll let them score. Um, yeah. Right, Juve next, Johnny, and as you tried to throw Andy under the bus... You can have Tom Conley. <laughs> Do I have to? Yeah. I just... What? I don't... I just don't know. I honestly don't know with Conley anymore. He's just not good enough. And I think that's... Do you know what? The fans forum with him and Pet did him more harm than good for me. Because some of the statements that he said were fucking ludicrous. Because there's, there's no there's no animal there. There's there, there's no fight. There's no there's no passion or desire. Like you saw you saw him get clattered, and the first thing he did was get back up and start shaking the lad's hands. And it's just like roll around a bit or start a bit of a ruckus because we're two one down. Try try and get someone sent. Do do whatever you need to do. Just. It'd be lovely if everyone got straight back up. Do you know what I mean? And after what we just spoke about at refs and the time wasted and stuff like that, obviously, Bez, you won't want to see him really doing it. But you also appreciate that by not doing it, we're doing ourselves a disservice. Yes. And I just, I don't know. It's just not the player he was. Is that because it's League One? Is it because he's got the injury and it's still. It, it's hampered him because we know it can have an effect on players. I don't know, but I just I'm worried when I see him in the starting eleven now because he doesn't he doesn't create like he used to. He doesn't he doesn't quickly switch. He he holds onto the ball too long. It's just frustrating. It's really frustrating because he because he was a good player. So. Um, it's 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 a three. It's similarly on par with Mal for me. I th- I just thought it was a bad bad performance. Yeah, that's fair. And on that rolling round and everything, their player that did it rolled round, waited for the ref go over. The ref called the physio on, but then he said no, don't come on to the physio. Got up and ran back to centre half when he realised he wasn't getting a free kick. I've had one player do that on my pitch before, and he got booked for it for simulation. Yeah, yeah that's fine. I, I don't get why they're not boot for simulation. Barnsley could have had two boot for simulation last night for that reason. There was the one that on the halfway line, and there was one right near the end that tried to get a free kick off Alice Addison when he was nowhere near him. I'd have boot the pair of them. But that's me. Uh, Arsh. Andy, Conlon. Uh, not good. 
Um, try to be a bit more level-headed, open-minded. Try to defend him when I can. I, last night, I didn't think he had a very good game at all. He took too many touches when he needed to do things quicker. He, when he had time and space to maybe take an extra touch, he, he maybe did the opposite. Um, he looked like he was a little bit blinkered when he got the ball and he was going down a certain path when he needed to get his head up and look and maybe he could switch play. He just seemed like he'd just get, he got pushed into blind alleys quite a lot. And I know the better teams in this league will get him down into cul-de-sacs and dead ends and try and force him onto his right foot. And, and, and he seems to struggle against a certain type of midfield who's able to who's got the sense and the ability to do that um last couple of games we've broken up um ojo and, and garrity is a sitting midfield too and that is hasn't really done as much good unfortunately i don't think um conlon and garrity are particular um sorry conlon and, and ojo particularly clicked last night um, so I don't know. I, I share a lot of the concerns Johnny has. I, I don't know if it's just he's he's come back in the side and he's he's coincided with a bad run of form. If he gets some form back, will he do better, or is it a little bit too much of a step up for him, League One? I don't know. Um. Interesting to see if if the analysts have a take a view on that at the club, but we won't know what they decide anyway, will we? No, well, not find out. He's out of contract, isn't he? No, one way or another, we'll find out, won't we? Yeah, I suppose yeah. that's how we find out now. Yeah, and that's fair. Nothing to add to what you both said on Conlon last night. And Andy, next to him was Funza. Yeah, um, you've already got on him a little bit. I, I didn't think he was as bad as you thought. I thought, from a defensive point of view, he broke things up well, tidied up. Um, on the ball, he had, he had his worst game I've, I've seen him. Um, first touch wasn't quite there. Um, could he have closed down the first goal better in the first minute? Probably. Um, bit of a mixed bag, but on a night when nobody really did great and didn't click, he, he was no exception to that. Yeah. Johnny? Yeah, the, probably his worst game in a while, but he, he's allowed one, isn't he? I mean, he's, at the minute, he's, he's been one of our better players recently, so you know that you know he's going to have an off day at some stage, but yeah, I just I'm, I, I like you, Bez. I thought he gave away in a couple of dangerous areas first off and was a lot better second, but not too bad. Six for me. Yeah, and I would have settled on a six overall, but first off, I thought it was a four slash five, and then he made up for his second off. It's, and it was, you're right, and it was on the ball first off that frustrated me. And I'm not used to Funzo giving the ball away. And last night, first off, I remember twice in a row when finding a Barnsley shirt, then he found the touchline, and just not Funzo, but as you say, he's entitled to a bad game, especially when everyone around him's having more than a bad game, more often than not at the moment, and he isn't going to play well every week. If he did, he wouldn't be at Bayern. 
Johnny, you're next and first for the best on earth, Ben Garrity. All right. Again, um, he works hard. He, he's his biggest, his own biggest critic, isn't he? He says that he, he, he should have got, got out quicker for the first one. So whether he's deflecting and protecting a teammate or he should, that I don't, I don't really know. I can't, I can't really tell. So if he's saying that, then I'll accept it. I do think that he's probably the only one that matches Waz's work rate. Um, is he, is he good enough on the ball? No, but does he need to be? No, not if he's used properly. Um, he just, it was hard for our midfield yesterday. I think because Kongan had such a stinker, I, I do feel that it felt like a two-man midfield most of the time and Garrity was doing a lot of the dog work. So it's a six for Garrity. Done all right. Nothing nothing spectacular. But he, he does need... I think he does need dropping back next to Funzo and then somebody in that hole be but with politics. He didn't do too bad when he came on. They're massy... Willow, which, whichever, whichever it ends up being. Yeah, Andy. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. Um, I thought he he was doing a very specific job today, ta- uh, last night, from a tactical point of view. He felt like he was playing a lot further forward, almost up in a front three at times. It, it felt like it was something we were trying to do against their high line because I don't know if you noticed they played a very very high defensive line and it felt like Garrity was going forward to allow Matty to drop a little bit deeper to make runs from deep and we were trying to play him in over the top a lot of the time um, didn't get much joy from it but there you go um, yeah plugged away um, just didn't quite come off for him did it like, like everyone else no that's very true and the problem is Johnny I agree with you I think he needs to play next to Funzo, because I think them two come up with a really good partnership there. But I also think if you're playing a three-man midfield, it's probably your best spear edit as well. If you're looking at a game where you may not have as much of the ball, which as it turns out we did last night, because Butterworth politics perhaps aren't going to offer you the same getting back as Garrity does there. So, Well, then you bring Pet in for me. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if his injury was worse than than, than was let on or if he really upset Clark after Derby, I don't, I don't know. He, he seemed in good spirits after that, didn't he? At the the, the supporters yeah. meeting thing, so I can't imagine he, he was bombed out. But yeah, I'm just it, it, it's it's odd at the minute. I think ev- there's questions everywhere, and I think because we because we're not doing so well, it's it's easy, isn't it, to go well? Could Harry Charlesley have improved this? Like. I'm not. I'm, I don't think Brad Walker could have because, like I say, I, I think we've done great business getting money for someone that has missed ninety percent of this season. So, um, but yeah, the Charlesley one is for me. I'm, I'm sat thinking, does Harry Charlesley add something to this midfield? And in a minute, and the answer is yes. But then again, he's gone to mid-table league too. So, is he that good of a player? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Andy, 
it is you first for you can have big Jamie Proctor. Right, okay. I'm just wondering how many different ways there are of being able to say um, tried hard, worked hard, but it wasn't his night. Because it feels like I've said that about um, four or five players already. Um, yeah, it's he's a presence, isn't he? But again, it's Barnsley playing a pretty high line, and and it was difficult to get him in the right areas where he can receive the ball and actually hurt a team. I thought. Um, so. I don't know. I just feel like I'm repeating myself with a lot of players. It just, he just didn't get much joy. Um, don't think he played badly. Um, just, just didn't get much um, change out of anyone really. Yeah, that's fair. But Johnny certainly makes a difference having someone that knows how to play with the back to goal and put his body on the line and hold defenders off. Yeah, it does, but. I still think the biggest criticism of Proctor is the same thing as last year, is that he's not in the box enough. I think there was a couple of times when he, we, we've got the ball and you look at where Proctor is and he's like on the corner of it and it's it's frustrating. I think he Proctor relies on Willow or similar to, put, to, to actually be successful, I think. And when we're playing Massey next to him, who is it's not his natural instinct. We we probably suffer just as much as not playing a striker. I get that he he adds he adds that bit of composure and he can bring it down, but I do think that the way Proctor plays, the width of the box is it's frustrating a little bit for me. I, especially if we're if we've got two strikers on, I don't mind it. If he's the, if he's the proper striker and Massey's a a winger come striker come wing back, then I'd much prefer us to say to Proctor, look, we need you to stay within the width of the box today. Let let Gav go out and do the donkey work out there. So yeah, yeah um, six for Proc. I think he did all right. I do I do think he was he, he was too deep for the first one, but I don't know if that's tactically or. Accidental, I don't know how, it, how it's come about, but uh, for the second one, sorry. Uh, but yeah, above all, it's, it is nice to have a striker on the pitch and hopefully he'll either have a partner or we'll have two on Saturday. Yeah. Mark, oh, you've given me six. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Massey. Is that me first? He says it's you. Sound. I haven't got the hatred that everyone's got against Massey. Um, I think he he's, he's working for the team in a, in a position that isn't his. He's is is he the best player? No. Does he look better when he goes out wide? Yeah, he does because that's his position. My issue is that I don't I don't know where he fits in when everyone's fit. And I do think that it's a big it's a big wage to have just sitting around waiting for the right moment to be a game changer. He's been really good for us this season in terms of a body to play in every position we've needed. Quality wise, isn't quite there, and I, I just struggle. I just I don't mind him, like saying there's the 
couple of times yesterday, especially he was he was powering past players that got up and down the wing. But then the next moment you're looking at him and he's he's like strolling around like ain't got care in the world, and that's what upsets people. We we saw it with Constantine, and Constantine got away with it because he scored thirty odd goals. Gav's not doing that, so he's going to get more abuse and. I just, it, the sooner we've got strikers, the better. And I think it's the better for everybody. So hopefully, in the nicest possible way, it's the last we've seen a Gav up there. But I wouldn't, I'd worry about him at wing back as well. I don't think he's, I don't think he's got the engine to. Was it a chef Wednesday when he played wing back? He was bloody awful there. So I don't know. But yeah. It's a six for Massey as well. I think, like I say, he's he's done, he's done what he can. It's just overall the quality needs to be better. But yeah, I don't know. Mass 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 is one of them that I don't I don't want to lay into too much because everyone else seems to be he seems to be everyone's boo boy. Yeah, Andy. Yeah, I can't argue with any of that. He, He gets. He gets people absolutely screaming at him. Who I, I worry about generally people who look like they're about to burst a blood vessel, screaming at him for not winning a, a header, or you know, not not chasing a ball that's about fifty yards away from him. Um, he's, he's not a middle of the front three striker when he's played there. He's not going to win flick-ons. He's not going to hold the ball up. With his back, he's not. I don't know why we're trying to get that out of him. Um, Alongside a target man, if someone can win a flick on for him to run in behind, he could do that. I think last night we were trying to just get him in over the top, and it ended up being clip balls over the top, which landed roughly near to his head, and he ended up just not winning any headers or anything like that. Looked a lot better after Benning got subbed and he had to go to wing back. Although you know we're chasing the game, so he's, he's got a bit more license to be an attacking wing back. Fair enough. It may not be a, a long term answer, but I mean, needs must. If it's him or Benning at the moment, he probably gets in the side, doesn't he? Um, he's. I'll, I'll, I'll judge him when, it, when he plays in something a bit more like his proper position. I, I don't want to go into hardening on the basis of um, how how he's struggled as a centre forward because it really isn't him, is it? And he's 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 been he's been dealt a tough hand over the last few weeks. Yeah, I think over his Vale career, he's been dealt a tough hand. Really, I don't. I can't really remember too many games where he's actually played right wing, right wing back. I think you, you look back to Forest Green when he went on the wing, and he was he was brilliant. Yeah. So I think I think that says everything you need to know is he's a winger, and again we don't play wingers, and yeah, he's he's not Dave Worrell wing back, is he? So with the challenges we've had with other positions and. Injuries and players out of form. We've talked about there may be a need for a system change. Do we 
do we consider a system change that allows us to play Gavin Massey as a winger? What do we do something different? I know Clark doesn't like a back four, so what other scope is there really? I think the issue is we can't we can't go to a back four because we haven't got full backs. And I think I think everyone would have a breakdown if we went to back four and it was Warrell playing right back. I think that would that would be enough to tip people over the edge. You've then got to rely on Bass being fit. You, you're playing Benning probably as a left back, which might not be too bad um, because defensively he hasn't he hasn't really let us down too often. I know quite recently it's been it's been poor, but beforehand you'd, you'd say there's a solid left back in there. Um, and then it's Uji pair at centre half. So I think we're not built for a four, like you say, um, but. Summit's got to change. Yeah, with you both on that. Um, Massey definitely looks better out wide. Do you think with with Massey? Do you think we could? Do you think we could risk playing Massey as a left wing back if Benning's the left centre half? Maybe, maybe. What I would say is on last night's performances. And I know you've just said he hasn't let us down defensively a lot. At the moment, when he's having a confidence crisis slash form crisis, is he strong enough to play centre-half at the moment? And I wouldn't have said that earlier in the season. I'd have said, yeah, he can do his job there. He shit out a bit last night. Yeah, well, especially for the third one when he feigned, feigned foul. Which, in all fairness, and I said to you walking out, because I saw you walking out, and I haven't seen it back yet. From my angle, I did think it was a foul, but you're saying from your angle, there was daylight between Benning and the striker's foot. Yeah, I've seen it, it again. It didn't look... Uh, uh, with the naked eye in real time, it looked like he'd clattered him sort of when after the ball had gone, but it, it looked very soft when I saw it again. Right, I haven't seen it again. So, on what I saw in the stadium, again, it's all about angles. The angle I saw was probably, I'm looking diagonal at Benny, so I can't see the other side of Benny. So from my angle, it did look like he got clattered, but I appreciate, Johnny, you're probably looking more from behind because you're closer to the corner flag, so you can see yeah. up and across, whereas I'm looking straight at Benny. Yeah, like I say, for, for me, it looked like there was a leg there, and Mal went, I'm going to go over this and get a free kick, and I don't, I, 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 don't, I don't think he got close enough to properly go over it. So the referee just looked at us and went, you've played for that. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah, very quickly, because it's 10 o'clock now and I'm ready for bed. Um, Positive, Addison and Matt Taylor made the pitch. Yeah. Bring them in for Sunday. Sunday? Yeah, I don't know what's happening Sunday. (laughs) Well, Johnny needs some ringers for his pub team, doesn't he, because he's away. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I could do, I could do with some players. Uh, the, the, the message has gone out from the group and there's been five thumbs down and only one thumbs up, so. Oh dear. It's, it's quite, quite risky. Perhaps they could do with some game time. But yeah, hopefully Saturday one of them can get started, as you say. And then we're at home again Saturday, so get yourselves down to Johnny's Bar down Burslem before the game. Uh, I think I've been there Saturday, so I think I'll be having a couple of pints before kickoff. Popped um, in last night myself. Did you pop in last night? Did you see yeah. me mother? it? I did. She served me. Did she? Very did, good. Didn't ask me for ID. Oh. I'll have a word with you. No, I'd just like to be flattered every now and again, but there's no chance of that. 
Don't we all? Don't we all? So, extra time on Saturday, Johnny. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, well, I'm not there, so... You're not there. <laughs> yeah. You're not there, so there we go. Thanks for listening to the Ireland Vale podcast. Yeah. So, so yeah, you you won't have to deal with my uh, my ratings. I know I know they infuriate some people. Yeah. Um, I am going to try and watch it, so I might just send you my ratings over anyway. Yeah. Um, but I will caveat the fact that I am going to um, watch Altona at the same time, which is a German third division, maybe some some on them lines, and they do allow you to get pissed off whilst watching the game so he's doing a bit of scouting well last 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 time we went out i found a great little striker called gary noel um scored goals for fun out there but apparently no one wanted him yeah. so give flickers a value mark got a job in the recruitment team i, I doubt it yeah i doubt it I doubt it. You, you saw my list of players last night and tom tom was getting very angsty with the fact that it, there was about 28k a week there with the players I wanted. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's not happening. That's yeah. not happening. But looking at Exeter then, um, last few games obviously they've released a statement saying Giovanni Brown won't be available to selection until this place thing's gone. And I have noticed Jamal Blackman hasn't been in the squad since then as well, so I wonder if the same applies to him. No, He's had a bit of an injury, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh, has he? Yeah, they, 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 signed, they signed a keeper on an emergency loan, didn't they? I think uh, he was a free agent. Oh, was he a free agent? I think, oh, yeah. I think he got paid up that, at the end of January and they signed him 1st of Feb. Yeah, the, the lad that they actually had on emergency loan, I think he's gone Crawley or somewhere like that. Uh-huh. So, they've had about four keepers in the space of a month. He's a keeper that Caldwell used to play with in, or manage in Scotland, I think. He used to play for Doncaster years ago. There we go. Uh, Gary, Gary Woods. Yeah. Oh, is it old and wanted for a bit? Probably. Yeah. Is it a good time to play him now then with no Giovanni Brown, no Jamal Blackman? Obviously, they sold Matt Jay. Matt yeah. Jay, I was going to say. Half the team, they're either sold. sold or in prison, aren't they? So, yeah, it might be a decent time to play him. Yeah. They've, still got, they've still got Stansfield up there, aren't they? Kicking people yes. on game boots. Yes. Yeah. I noticed um, the thing you got benched and came on as a sub late the other night. Um, the one who everyone likes because he played well against us. Um, left back. Oh, uh, Capriani. Caprice. Caprice. Yeah. So, so I think I think we rate him more than probably Exeter fans rate him, based on that good game he had last season against us. Yeah, he played ninety minutes against Burton and didn't get subbed off. So they did lose one nil. So you know. I don't yeah, know. I was, was going to say their away form's not great. They've dropped points at a few um, struggling sides in the bottom and they, they drew at Forest Green but then they beat Bristol Rovers over Christmas and then they beat Oxford New Year's Day both away and then they've won at MK so on the whole though I've just had a look 13, 13 last 13 games won 3 drawn 5 lost 5 so they won't be as tough as Exeter hopefully I don't th- sorry as um, Barnsley I don't think they're in quite that bracket although they could turn up and up the game against us, which is a is a possibility. Yeah. Did you know MK Dons have won twice at home this season? Us <laughs> and don't know who the other was, but uh, when I was watching the highlights at the weekend, they said because I think they didn't win again at the weekend at home. They said they've only won twice this season at home. 
Yeah, we paid them far too much respect that day, didn't we? Yeah, I think we did. I think we did. Let me have a look. Milton Keynes Duns. Forest Green is the other one. There yeah. So if I want one home again, still some Forest Green. Blimey. Yeah. But never mind. I'll put my mail, nail my colours to the mass now. We're going to win the next two. Okay. I think we've got to. I don't think we've got winning both, but I think we've got to win at least one of them. I think we've got... I think to make the natives rest easily, I think we've got to win them both. I don't think the natives are going to rest easily to the top of the league. Yeah, no. I think the majority... I think if we get six points from the next two, I think the majority would calm themselves down. Agree with that. I think a lot would calm down if we won one of the two. Well, yeah. Or, or even four points. I fancy us on Saturday. Don't know why. I just, I just do. I think, I think we're overdue a win. Also, the fact they've beaten us twice already this season, I don't think they'll go and get the full house. I think we're due one out of three at least. And if we lose the next two, then the natives will definitely be angry. I think I'll be angry if we lose the next two. Yeah, I think we, 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 we've got to, we've, we've got to pick up at some point, and the longer it goes on, the harder it's going to get. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, what's your, what? What's your starting eleven? Go on, Andy. You can go first. I haven't done one. You, you go first because I haven't, well, I haven't thought of one. I'll, I'll, I have to, but on. I'll do it. I'll go. Stone and goal is keeping his place. Forrester Smith, Donnelly is going to have to be. Um, because by the sound of it, Jones is going to be nowhere near, and Lewis Cass is vanished. Um, was a right wing back. Massey left wing back. Ojo, Pet. No. Ooh, Exeter. Because it's Exeter, and I think we can have a go at these. I'm going Ojo and Garrity with. I'd normally go Butterworth behind the front two, but Politics earned that chance the way he's played the last couple of games. So Politic behind the front two of Matty Taylor and Jamie Proctor with Alice Addison coming on to get half an hour at some point. Fair enough. Any changes that you made to that, Andy? Um, I, I've written down pretty much the same thing as as, um, as Bezza was writing that down, uh, as Bezza was shouting the names out. Yeah, if, if Cass is OK, I'd, I'd maybe move Forrester on the left of the three. Um, I'd, I'd be very tempted with, with Dennis in behind doing the attacking midfielder role if it just frees up Garrity to resume his partnership with, with Ojo. Uh, Massey, yeah, give Massey a run at left wing back. Can't be any worse, can he? And just see what what we can do. I mean, I, I do wonder to what extent team selection was hands were a little bit tied by playing Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. And we've rotated some players, kept them out the firing line on Saturday, so he could play on Tuesday, and vice versa. Whether we've played someone Saturday that we didn't want to play or give too many minutes to last night and you know when Clark takes responsibility for um, Shrewsbury he starts blaming himself rather than the players you know I, I do wonder how much of that was him trying to say that not so much the side he picked on Saturday but the side he picked against Accrington and 
he's in a sequence of playing some, resting some, then swapping them out, then swapping them back in again. So because we're on a Saturday Tuesday sequence, um maybe once we get to get this Morecambe game out of the way and we're just playing Saturdays again, we can start playing a bit more of a settled side. I don't know if that's the case or what, but hey ho. Johnny, you know who it'd be. Um, personally, I think I'd like to see Proctor and Harrison start um, with Stevens coming in off the bench for now. I think longer term. By Stevens, you mean Taylor? Taylor, yeah, Matty Taylor. I want to come off the bench up front. Can't do any worse. Um, I can't even <laughs> Jesus. It could be the new Meepo. Could be. Let's go. But yeah, just 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 because I think that then pair up front could be could be a nuisance for now until everyone's fit because then we've got to we, we've got to make a change at some point. And like part of me thinks we start Taylor because you'd prefer Proctor for Harrison because he's more like for like in terms of sub wise that doesn't kill us if we lose the height. But then the other part of me says we're conceding so much, we need we need Harrison on and probably Proctor to to win some headers in our, our own box, let alone the opposition's. Um, so yeah, I'd be going. I say Harrison and um, Proctor to start. And I went Taylor Proctor on the provider that I don't think Harrison will be ready to start. Yeah, no, I get that. <sighs> I'd go Pat Garrity Ojo and ask Garrity to do the dog work. I don't politic drift drifted out wide far too much when he came on. Maybe tactical, I don't know, but he's not he's not a he's not an attacking midfielder, so I don't want I'm sick of square pegs round holes. So I think we've got to we've got to get a team of players that Playing the positions out on the pitch because I think that'll do us better now than it will try and shoe warm people in. And on that respect, I think Mal keeps his position at wing back for the same reason. Um, and, and yeah, Donald Donnelly plays centre off. It's it's a big game for them all. I think they, they, there's a decent following, I assume, still going to Morecambe. I know there's quite a few tickets been handed back and stuff like that. And I, I think if refunds were still open, there'd be even more. Um, but I just, I'm hoping that we can build on some of the bits that we've taken out of the last few weeks that have been okay and, and make it right once we've got strikers on the pitch. So, the positive thing is, can I just quickly yeah. nip in and say, whatever, we, we've got options now, so however long Proctor can play, we've got Harrison who can come on for a bit, we've got Taylor who can come on for a bit, obviously Proctor's building his match fitness up, then 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 you have got Politic and maybe Butterworth, I don't know, he, he disappeared uh, last night, but you know there the, are the options. We can change it around and not be massively weaker like we have been fairly recently. 
now now we're getting players fit and bodies back on the in the team so it's it's something there it's just um yeah we, we, it feels like we're it feels like we're coming out of winter doesn't it you know the lights are get nights are getting a little bit lighter um it's not dark when you get out of the house in the morning and and Vale are getting some strikers back in the squad yeah so okay. we're, we're coming out of the end of that are you saying that it's winter when our strikers go missing? Because last season it was winter, wasn't it? Winter, Christmas, whatever you know. It's yeah. um... and that's that's you're going back to Mark Richards now. <laughs> Just about to say, is Mark, is Mark been coached? He's, he's, a, he's not an agent, is he? Like, it seems like an agent thing. To do that is Just go get yourself Christmas off. Yeah. Does anyone know where Butterworth was? By the way, was he injured? We don't know. We, we we won't know. His um his his post his Instagram post didn't didn't say anything, so we don't know if it was just for Valentine's Day or if he was sunning it up in Spain somewhere. Yeah. Well, so, Valentine's Day. What? You had a date? Well, he he just posted a picture of his missus. There was no context to it or anything. There was no words. It was just a picture of his, his missus eating some dinner in somewhere that was very sunny. So. Like <laughs> there was literally no context to it. <laughs> and so so we're not starting rumours saying he's gone abroad, that pitch could have been taken at any point in the last three hundred and sixty five days. Well yeah, it could it could have done. It was Valentine's Day, so I, I, the assumption I had was straight away it was just telling his messes he loved her without writing anything down. Yeah. But Is that what you did, Johnny? Did you do that? No. I don't no. believe in it. It's a it's a made up day. You had a better day than you had Saturday anyway. Well, yeah, they lost last minute. Yeah. Now I was going to say Butterworth, he um, got pulled off at half-time on Saturday, and now this. Well, it was Valentine's Day, you might hey. have got pulled off again. Come on, come on. Well, yeah, um, avtimings.com, how did it go, Bess? Sunday. You know, I made it round. So that was... Friend of the show, Dom, was there. He heard me say that I was doing it and he signed up and ran and got a really good time. So nice to see you, Dom, and you're better off. And he's treating it to, to a night out at Morecambe next week. So Johnny will be there at Morecambe. Go say hi to Johnny. But yeah, I made it round about 57 minutes, which considering lack of training and excess weight, I was chuffed with under an hour, to be totally honest. And it was a tough little course, actually. It was the Congleton bypass, and it's the new one that's kind of on the way out to Congleton towards Manchester. You get to a roundabout where there's new houses, and it's the one where, like, towards Macclesfield. So the roundabout you can go right or left, and it's that bypass there. And it was 10k, tough little course, but glad I did it. And Johnny, I've had some through April the 19th. There's another one, Congleton, where no crew. Crew 10k, April 19th. Is that Easter weekend? I think it is. Pensley yeah. Tim for the Ale and Vale run. Just, yeah. April the 19th? I thought we play Ipswich on the 18th. Can't be on a Wednesday, can it? Oh, no, it's the Sunday, wherever the Sunday is. 16th. 16th. I, knew, I looked at it upside down, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> Johnny, Pensley Tim. 91st of April. <laughs> you've it under an hour. You, you actually like, like running. Yeah, to be fair, my 10k PP is about 44 minutes, but I was about four stone light about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I've got an hour and a half of ambling in me. Yeah, you have. 
You've already said you will on this podcast live on air. I, I know we have, but I, I've been regretting every second of it since. And Matty Goodwin said he will run it with you live yeah. on air. Well, he didn't say it live on air, but I've announced it live on air. Yeah. So Barber said she'll run it with you. Representative who game two live on air. Yeah, I get. I get. Okay. You've got two months. I'm not doing anything. I'll do it. I'll I'll do it in the state that I'm in if I'm doing it. Well, so, April nineteenth, everyone. Have a look. Crew ten k av timing. We'll firm updates and everything for you before the next Thursday pod that we do a proper Thursday pod, and we'll have a chat yeah. about it then. But yeah, that's the pencil it in. Don't sign up yet. Pencil it in. But we want as many there as possible, running in your veil shirts, and at the end we might even have an ale. Yeah, I think I think that sounds that sounds good. We'll get a um try try get some form of sign up code just so we know who's, how many they've signed up from the podcast. Yeah, because um, I just think it'd be nice, obviously, to make sure Andy's getting getting something back from it us. Would, it wouldn't. I saw him there at the time in the event on Sunday. I saw him before the start. He was on his computer getting the chips ready. And I don't mean the chips from the fish and chip shop. I mean the chips that are on your bib to time you. And I said to him, sick is down for 50 minutes and I'll go home now. But he wasn't having any of it. Right, I might see if he'll do me an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah, might do. I I reckon I can find somewhere to have a sandwich along the way then. Yeah, yeah, go for that. Might scope it out, see, see, see what sort of... If it runs past any chip shops or anything that might be open at that point. Well, it's in crew. You've got the Gresty Road chip here. I don't know if it goes past there. Fair enough. Let's see. You might need to put that apology in the next part. It's like AV Time is a reputable organisation and, you know, they do not accept bribes for <laughs> shorter times. Good arse covering Andy. Good arse covering. He's spot on there. He does not accept bribes because he wouldn't accept one off me on Sunday. So, yeah. First goal scorer and goal, I'm going for the best on earth, Ben Garrity, in the 29th minute, and the Vale go on for a 2 0 win. Fair enough, sounds good. Uh, Andy, go on. I, I, I had Ben Garrity in 2 0 as well. Well, I can't, I can't have the same as you. You can. Okay. We'll just add in, more weight to it. Yeah, I, I was going to say maybe a bit later in the half, maybe 42. Goal in each half, 2-0. Not a particularly great game, not a terrible one either, but we need we need a good day in the office. We need to uh, just get the results. It's all about the W, isn't it? Yes. Johnny, uh, what are you going I'll keep my opinions to myself, I reckon. Why? Because I'm going... I, I, I was... When you were talking about it, I was thinking is it's got Sam Nombe one nil written all over it. Oof. I think we're in an horrible, horrible vein of form, and I, I, I don't. It's got. We're gonna if we're gonna win, it's gonna be a scrappy one nil win, and and we'd all take that at the moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd, I'd be taking it. Yeah. So from from our perspective. I think if we do start with two stri- two actual strikers on the pitch, we're in a very good position. So I think based on what based on what I think the eleven will be, I, I can't see a win. 
maybe the 11 that comes out might change my opinion. Um, but yeah, I think in the mini, I'm just like a bit down on it all. So, yeah. But, and just saying that brought something back to me from last night's game where when you forms out and you looks out, you looks out. Obviously, Barnes to go 1 0 up in the first minute with the strike, but. He is a good player and he will score more like that again in his future, but that's not one he scores every week. It's one that he caught while goes in, probably doesn't score another one of them till next season. And then not long after when we're pushing, the ball's bouncing about in their box and he kind of could have fouled to Garrett, he could have fouled to Prots and it went just between them. Whereas if we were on a run of six games winning, it had dropped to one of them and it had ended up in the net. And that's just the luck you get when you're not winning games of football. Yeah. I think Garrity touched on that as well, didn't he, a little bit? I haven't listened to Garrity's interview yet, to be fair. Yeah, he touched on a few things, and he, he did also say that we're a crap. So Fair enough. It, it did make me chuckle, that coming from his perspective. But yeah, hopefully I'm wrong. I'm I'm away. Um, it might make me stay away more if, if I am wrong and we turn it round and I um, stop, this, stop this rich rain of form that we haven't been in. But yeah. we'll see, like I say, I'll, I'll, be try, I'll, I'll try and watch it. There's, there's nothing stopping me. But I don't know. I, just, I don't know if I've got the minerals in me to pay, te- pay £10. So we'll see. Yeah, but that's fair. I think, I think, that's, I think that's kind of reflected in, out in the crowd as well. Yeah. So hopefully people can get, get out there, get up, get, up, get up and support the boys. It's... It's not been pretty, but if you get down beers on early enough, have enough beers, um, then everything should just look a lot better. So, on that note, we'll let Andy pop off to bed. There won't be a theme tune on this one because I forgot all about the fact that Bez was going to want to have a look how to do it because I'm away. So, we're, we're not patching that, that badger together and sending it over to him. Um, so, you'll know there isn't a theme tune because you will have started it. But I'm telling you right at the end to see how many people listen. Um, and there won't be one on Saturday either, because I won't well, be yeah, you can record it like, it'll, it'll sound like a potato on Saturday. Do it through your phone. I'll just say, play up, play up, Port Vale. Play oh. up, play up, Port Vale. Or do that. But, yeah, to sign us out as normal, try and enjoy your week. Don't don't let it ruin you too much. And have an ale and up the veil. So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again, and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight, and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah. There we go. So order make delivery on on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.